are live. As I'm hitting my elbow, I'm pretty sure. That river. What's it's just up? you fucking DDT the fucking edge of the fucking table. Yeah, that's the first thing people see. Zach Gerber, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Brian. How are you? Oh, man. I've had two solid days of more riding than my body was ready for. Well, that's sick. It is sick. But we're here today for real talk with Zach Gerber. Dude. I'm excited. There's so much shit. My fucking DMs are all over the place of shit people want me to talk about because, man, I don't give a shit. I'll say, like, whatever. <laughs> So, I, I guess I'll say where this came from. Uh, you posted an Instagram story talking about, you're like, man, all these podcasts today, everybody just asks the same questions, and it's always like, how'd you get into BMX, and what's your favorite color, and whatever, <laughs> and and then you're like, nobody like has real discussions about things, and when you said that, I thought about it, and I'm like, he's kind of right. He's along the right lines where it's like there's a lot of getting to know people but then you spend the whole time getting to know somebody and then you don't get discussions about topics near as much yeah i mean there's a lot of shit too i mean think about the stuff like you and i even before we even started this podcast how just like real and raw it is just like shit you're talking about like i always think that's why a successful podcast, like I even like name dropped like Joe Rogan shit, yep. love him or hate him. It's just because it's just very authentic. Yep. And I feel authenticity is lacking in a lot of uh, podcasts, mostly because with money being behind them, you don't want to say things that could upset your viewers or your sponsors, your endorsements. Like there are certain rules you know what I mean? That you kind of have to follow. You don't want to push boundaries too much, even though like anyone involved with it, they know the backstory. They know any sort of, I'm not even just saying like myself, but anybody, you know, there's, there's always BMX drama or like shit like that. People want to know about and they don't get asked enough or they just get like grazed over and it's like a vague response. Yeah. Or you have like, it just exactly what you're saying, a vague response or it's like, Oh God. I mean, it, I, I'll be totally real. Like this whole conversation is going to be a real talk. And I saw how I always am because I just, I don't shy away from things. And this is, that's why I responded to your thing. I was like, all right, let's do it then. Because this in a way is like sort of like a, a significant marker for me because when I first started this YouTube channel, I had a very conscious thought of, I'm going to get my paycheck from Google, not the BMX industry, so yeah. that I can talk about whatever I want to. And I don't have to worry about anybody being like, well, you can't get paid now because you said the wrong thing and you talked about the wrong subject in the wrong way. And it's like, we've all seen people tiptoe around subjects in BMX on podcasts, whatever it might be, because they have to. Yeah, I mean, that's... A thing that I have, yo. So let me get this straight out of the fucking the cat out of the hat, yo. Just so everybody knows, uh, before they change the terminology, like, yo, I've been diagnosed with like Asperger's, so I'm I've got autism. Like, if anybody, if you haven't hung out with me and haven't figured that out yet, that's because you don't know me. So like, I'm sorry that I got I can't be I gotta be PC and say 
autism, but like, no, I've been diagnosed with Asperger's since I was in like middle school. So that's why I like when we were talking, like, I don't have it. Like, I don't go out. Mm -hmm. I don't party. I don't drink. I don't like, I do only a very small window of things that I like to do. And well, because of that autism, I guess, like you can see patterns Yeah. and I have problems with patterns. So when I see shit, like going a certain direction, I'm like, Hey, why is it doing that? And in addition, I also have no ability to see myself from somebody else's point of view. <laughs> Blessing <laughs> and a curse. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I literally can't, like, I I can't see, like, somebody's like, man, why would you say that? Why would you? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, because, like, I thought it, so I said it. Like, that's, I don't have a filter. You know, that's, when it comes to making money, that's a bad thing, because I'll just... You give me a red line frame and it fucking sucks. So I try to spray paint it to make it fucking cool, but it's still fucking just polishing a turd. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, this thing fucking sucks, dude. Like, but I tried. Yeah. It, it's just like, so that's just who I am. I don't have a filter because my brain just doesn't work normally. All right. So I just want to get that out of the fucking, out of the fucking way. So yeah. you like wonder why I'm like saying this shit and like why I see this shit. Like, I don't know what happened to BMX, man. Like what happened to characters? That used to be something that we used to just harp on. Do you remember how big Big Daddy was because he was like a character? Yeah. Like I grew up in an era of mid era, like 90s, right? Early 2000s, Van Home and Criminal Mischief, CKY skate videos. Mm -hmm. uh, Flip, Sorry was one of my favorite skate videos. Um, dude, just like everyone was a character. You know what I mean? Road Fools 8. You know what I mean? Uh, Road Fools, uh, what was it? With Rick Molinterno fighting Dave Miro. Is that like 14, 13? God, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that was like, I know I'm not up to date on my shit. Like, I don't live and breathe BMX, okay? Like, I just enjoy doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know my fucking history, okay? I know a little bit and I care about some stuff. But, yeah, it's just like. To me, everyone was a character. I used to look up to Josh Stricker was always one of my favorite riders because he pedaled fast. He, I mean, admittedly, I was into tight pants. I like tight pants. I thought it was sick. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like he was like a drunk, like he was reckless as fuck. Like I just thought that was sick and I wanted to dress like him, be like him. I mean, I never drank, but I still looked like shit. I'd end up with like ripped pants and shit wearing that stuff all the time. But, like, there's people who I wanted to be like, not only because how they rode, but also because how they dressed, who they were like. Um, and, I mean, even in the early Ride BMX magazines when we had, you know, things about Jay Miron being a, like, carpenter. You know what I mean? There was an entire thing of, like, stuff that they are doing outside of BMX. It was more about who the person was. Yep. And over the last two decades, I mean, that sounds nuts to say because, fuck, we've been riding for so long. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, there's no characters anymore. There are, but they're within this window of allotted, allowed personalities. And if you fringe outside that, even a little bit, you stray outside, you're suddenly in this like group that, nope, nope, can't have any part of you. Yeah. And that's where I see a problem. That's why I was discussing um, Street League's involvement, moving from like ESPN YouTube to Rumble and a portion of the skate community throwing temper tantrums over it. And my brain is like, I literally wrote and had like dudes like fucking losing their shit on me. Cause I was like, so it's okay for a viewer to go from street league to the young Turks 
but it's unacceptable to go from Street League to Ben Shapiro. <laughs> All you're fucking saying is that your political views are aligned, and so it's okay, but if it's not aligned, it's not okay. And all I'm saying is, like, who fucking cares? Yeah. That's where I'm just like, yo, like, uh, in society, you should be able to fucking see both sides of the coin and then be cognitive enough to fucking make your own rational decisions, question things, learn some things. But that that doesn't exist anymore. That's And this, this all comes into that entire big picture of, like, the allotted window. What do they call it in uh, – they have a good name for it in like uh, the libertarian fucking. Oh God, I don't the know. The libertarian fucking frame said they call it the something window. The I don't know, like Somebody the goals, the goalpost, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I. That window's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Like I and think that can't be good for anybody. Well, so I think what's contributed to that a little bit is one the fact that. BMX has gone from the, you know, the era of videos that are long form with the props vibe of seeing the behind the scenes of things to it went through a period of just like people were not people anymore. They were trick machines to do make writing videos with absolutely no personality in them just because we're putting out writing videos and that's it. And then also combine that with the fact that there's no denying that there's so it feels like you have to ride a certain way and do certain things to be involved with certain like to get to a certain level in bmx and what's crazy about that in my mind is that like when you look at a lot of the people who are getting like flow and am there's a lot of people who ride very similar But then you look at the pro teams and there's like all these people who ride so different. Oh yeah. Which is weird to me because like you guys are breeding a lot of the same, but your teams in the pro level are people who are being themselves, but everyone wants to be them. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, I mean, uh, I have some of that talking about here, like the homogenous, I was going to use that word. (laughs) That like shit's becoming, it's gray. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's sport biking, dude. Do you think, I was thinking about this concept, like something we've seen over the years is starting riding, you were like bullied, right? Like that's part of the reason why when you found somebody else who was wearing like a little devil t-shirt or like the grommet belt, you'd be like, yo, yo, dude, you ride, you ride bikes. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, and maybe that's why, because like society didn't like you riding bikes. Society was you were supposed to be doing this on a Friday night. You're supposed to be playing football. You're supposed to be dating mm-hmm. cheerleaders. You're supposed to be doing this. BMX to me was always that alternative. BMX was that fuck you. Yeah. BMX was that fuck you. I'll do what I want. Yep. Like that entire mentality has. That's the way I still live today. It's like fuck you. I do what I want. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like love me or hate me. Fuck you. I do what I want. I'm. And that's been good and bad, and then however you want to look at it, but. Yeah, man, just just that whole thing of like turning into like sport biking because of the potentiality of it being like an Olympic sport because of advertising, because of the way sponsors are endorsing people, like what tricks you have to do, et cetera, et cetera. I think that could be something that's a of high debate. Like has the Olympics and things like that, high end contest, they're what, FICE is starting soon. 
this weekend, yeah. Yeah, talk about, like, I mean, that's park riding. Me and you were even discussing, here's a side subject, my brain's going everywhere. Uh, like, when we first started discussing, like, uh, when, when BMX started splitting into groups. Mm-hmm. So when we just used to ride, we just kind of rode whatever we could. You had a ramp in front of you, rode it. Had a ledge, had a rail, garbage. <laughs> yeah, well. Whatever. And if you could find something fun to ride that made it fun, you just rode it. I, and then, and then as things developed, there was like categorization that started occurring. When everything was like, are you a park rider? Are you a street rider? Are you a dirt jump rider? Are you trails? Are you flatland? And then that subtle division has now infiltrated BMX into fucking like, like you've got to fucking be like a BMX rider with your fucking not only or like what you ride, prefer to ride. Like it's just a, everything's subdivided into categories and that's been society too, like gender mm-hmm. shit, um, everything that that goes into, what your pronouns are, all that shit now has been subcategorized, categorized, layer after layer after layer. Everybody's so fucking putting everybody into fucking groups. What group? Where do you fit in? What are you? Are you cis white gender male? Are you fucking, you know what I mean? And is it, yeah. Are you a cis white gender street riding male? Like, <laughs> like well, Jesus Christ. Like, I think... Part, like part of that discussion too though is that like when you look at BMX as a whole and you don't look at the outside of BMX things like I, I would argue the Olympics is outside of BMX because yeah. it's us going to that or them coming to get whatever that is but when you look yeah. at BMX as a whole there's all there's room for everybody as far as like you got the act like you know people and how a fit, like they're they do a lot of stuff with cult and like it feels like a lot of those guys are connected with cult whatever it is the act like people like to act like you know people are connected to the bmx industry then you've got all those groups have their like companies that that support them and there's room for all of them within bmx but i think the distinction with what you're talking about is that like to make it in that Olympic side of things, you have to ride a certain way because it's only park right now. And yeah. to fit the mold of working with those companies, you got to fit in that genre. So it's like, it's not necessary that necessarily that it is uh, taking over or it's more or anything like that. It's just like, that is what people see the most valid and then that creates a bell curve of interests yeah you know what i mean where like okay this is the peak where people are seeing vice or olympics mm-hmm. the most viewed and then from there it can subcategorize into different types of riding but that viewership is also what drives uh what you do as a rider potentially i mean it may change obviously i could fucking stand for that like i used to ride a certain way now i don't mm-hmm. it yeah, depends on <laughs> you know what, what I mean? you're into everybody changes how they ride what they're into but that's also a an expression of their individualized self maybe that's that whole thing we we're discussing like where riders who have been paid riders for so long suddenly up and quit maybe that's because they weren't being themselves <laughs> yeah Ooh, you know what I mean? Like maybe it's just like they were just doing it for money. They were doing like, they were like, I got to maintain this level. I got to do these tricks. And I don't know. I mean, as, as a former sponsored rider, that's how I, I felt. Mm -hmm. And it really made my riding shit. 
like because I was like, man, I gotta film three clips. Hey, man, will you do this? My friend's riding. I'm like, hey, will you like film my shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that one's super weird from my yeah. perspective because I look at all those people who are pros and they openly talk about like, I realize that this is a job and that I have things I have to do to keep this job, just like everybody who works a normal job. And like, I recognize what I have to do to keep my job and stay in my position. And then I'm over here. Like I spent so long just being me and doing exactly what I want to do that. It built this thing that made it so that I get, I'm like, approaching being in that world but i just do the things that get me got me here naturally and it's like it makes it weird to look at the the people who are like all right i know i have to do this regardless of how much i want to do it i think that's something that's kind of changing too is more people are realizing that like i mean you know spencer forsman yeah he's just like fuck you i do what i want yep (laughs) god i mean he's a Let's just take a second to all bow our heads and give appreciation for him throwing that frame off that ramp because that was probably one of the best <laughs> things that's ever happened. That was like <laughs> crazy that he took it to that level, stood his ground, and was like, look, oh, dude. I'm not cool with this. <laughs> it's so sick. It's so sick. I'm like, I was so proud to be, yo, that's my friend. I know him. That was cool. <laughs> and people were like, the, the comments are like, hey, I would have rode that. I would have rode that. Like, <laughs> it's not yours. <laughs> yeah, you didn't earn it. Shut the fuck up. Like, who are you? I don't know who you, you are. You do whatever you know, want. Master on fucking YouTube. <laughs> nice handle name, by the way. You got three videos and it's you like eating a can of beans or something. Like, <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I want to make something very clear, too, in this conversation. Is it something that I don't think people realize in the types of conversations that we're having is that I don't think people can disconnect the fact that their opinions are their opinions and their and their feelings are their feelings. And those two things don't mean that the entire world of BMX should bend to that. Yeah. Like you feel the way that you feel about certain things. And that does not mean that everyone else has to feel that way. Exactly. Dude. Like, yeah, that, well, we can get into a larger debate on that because of like modern day internet censorship and shit like that. Oh yeah. I have a thing in there. about That's like one of the main things this shit's coming down to when we're discussing the, the window of acceptable speech. Mm -hmm. That's something that's even affecting BMX. And I mean me directly and hobbies that I have, completely legal like more legal than bmx mm-hmm. like way more legal than oh, BMX. dude that's a crazy topic in itself yeah wow. like and it's just nuts to see like how like they don't want so like if i put like riding videos out 15 50,000 60,000 views people fucking blowing it up sharing it mm-hmm. if i take those same riding clips and put a little pew pew with it nothing nope nothing And it's just insane how they can monitor and censor that shit. And that's what scares me because the window of acceptable speech is not acceptable, Mm -hmm. right? So you just got to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Like I said, you hear both perspectives, hear it out, make a rational decision on what you think and feel with your experiences, what's your lived experience, all that shit. And then you draw 
a line in the sand and you say, this is where I stand, but also be intelligent enough to be like, if I get new information, I can change my position. Yep. There's something that there, the whole world needs to learn how learn. And that is that if you can't make a argument for the opposite side of your opinion on something, then you have no right to your opinion because you have to, you have to know both sides to, to make an intelligent thing. What was it? I just watched the JRE with that, that, uh, I think he, he's, I don't want to get where he's from wrong, but he's like that crazy scientist guy who's like 70 something years old with white hair. He's saying <laughs> the only way to get to like correct ideas is by discussing incorrect ideas. Yo, it's like the only way to land a bike trick is by wrecking trying that bike trick. Yeah, dude. Like what the fuck? Trial and error, dude. That's all we do on repeat until you land it. Yeah, but the whole world just wants to assume one side or jump on one side of the boat and then without even considering the other side at all. And it's and then and then if you hear something from the other side, it's because that's the problem I deal with all the fucking time, dude. And it pisses me off because people like assume that the hobby that I'm into, aside from riding, is I'll say it. Zach Gerber likes guns. I like guns. <laughs> there you and, go. That hobby. But I'm not the same. But people are like, you're an NRA member. I'm like, no, I'm not. I fucking hate the NRA. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, old FUDs tell me about their 1911s and two world wars. <laughs> I don't want to hear about that shit. FUDs hate me. I have pink and orange and purple guns. <laughs> they hate that shit. They hate me and what I do for fun. Yeah. But that's why I like it because to me – that's like the new counterculture shit. That's that fuck you, I do what I want mentality oh, of like yeah. both groups hate that shit. The far left and the fucking super old FUD far right conservatives. Like they're like, hey, why can't you just buy a normal weapon? I got iron sights. You know what I mean? Like in <laughs> that same mentality it's the same in mentality. the BMX and I hate it because BMX is like BMX is where I met like all my gay friends, all my black friends, all my trans friends. People who were like gay furries who I had no idea what they're into, but I didn't give a fuck because we were riding bikes together. I don't give a fuck what you do behind closed doors. That doesn't make me judge you. I don't care. I'm here to ride bikes. Let's learn foofanoos. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, exactly. Um, now, instead, all that shit is on the table. It's like the fucking resume. As soon as you fucking meet somebody or they add you on Instagram, it's right on top. Their whole resume of who they are, what they do, what they feel, who they are, the flags, the fucking which side of the aisle they fucking sit on. And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, why do you want to be categorized? Why and, do you want to be put into a fucking box? And it's instantly, if you're on the other side, you're an enemy and we can't, we can't be friends if you don't believe what I believe. And that is in BMX too, in that you see it. And if you don't do the tricks this certain way, or you don't do this a certain way. And you know, what's also hilarious about that part of the conversation is that we all have a line where it's like yeah everybody should be cool with their friend and how they ride but motherfucker if you don't hit that ice bonk right you better do it again because you can't post that <laughs> yeah that's and that's just an acceptable level of like uh, and be able to also take criticism in that too like especially as your friend big hey you know that wasn't good enough you know it sucked you know what i mean like but that criticism and everything is just i don't know and that's what's nuts about most of shit. Most everybody assumes they fucking know me from the internet. Mm -hmm. Yo, if you think you can fucking know something about somebody who's been alive for damn near 40 years, 
You don't even have my phone number. You don't know my middle name. You fucking have never hung out with me or my been to my house. Yep. And yet you think because of like a video I shared, you can automatically categorize me into this Trump loving bigot homophobe. Dude, you are fucking mistaken. And yeah. that's like just pisses me the fuck off because like these people are judging me without anything. And they judge so many people. And that's a fucking problem, dude. It drives me nuts. No matter what side of the aisle you sit on. Hi. That's. <laughs> oh, my God. All he does is sit in ice pick stalls all day. Like. It's the same conversation, and and it's crazy. Dude, I need, yo, I've been talking to Mr. Charlie Crumlish, you know, that S&M ATF frame. I'm trying to make him, I'm like, yo, we got to get some fuck the ATF frame. You know what I'm talking about? The ATF. And then, Brant, you're just going to sit in an ice pick, and you're going to service one of your uh, rifles. You're going to clean it and shit, and then... I'm going to send that off to some fucking <laughs> some companies and shit in the gun community and be like, yo, this shit's tight. Just because <laughs> it's a fucking joke, man. It's a joke and it pisses like, god damn it. You can just it, laugh at the absurdity, but instead people just come at you like, yo, you're a psychopath. You're going to hurt people. Like I've had people be like, yo, I can't come over. There's a gun in the house. And I'm like, for what? real? Yeah, dude. Like. No, I can't be around guns. I'm like, are you saying that I'm going to hurt you? They're like, no, I trust you, but just guns are dangerous. I'm like, the only way a weapon would do anything is in the hand of somebody with intent to cause harm. Jesus, God. Like, that's the kind of, like, thing that's like, you got, how do we help people get back (laughs) to, like, the reasonable thing? And I think that's all it is, is that, like, there's a reasonable middle where people are just listening to both sides and like, all right, here's my opinion, whatever that might be. It could, and that's the whole thing of that reasonable middle could be wherever. It's just, that's my reasonable thought and decision to something. And then you've got all this craziness on both sides. It's just like, how would this turn into a political conversation? We're talking about BMX. (laughs) Everything's fucking become political, dude. You're right. The government is involved with which bathroom you can go into. You realize that? Like, there's motherfucking states right now that want to make it illegal for you to, like, a fucking, like, you're going to get arrested for going in the wrong fucking bathroom. The government has expanded way too much into all this kind of shit. Just like, yo, what the fuck? Dude, how many guys out there or... People identify as male. Who fucking cares? Or like, yo, I got to piss. Oh, there's someone in there. I'm going to go in the girls' room. Yeah. I've done that a bunch of times at fucking like public Flying J fucking gas stations. You know what I mean? Yo, it's fucking 15 seconds of awkwardness. Why the fuck do we need the government to come in and say whether you can and cannot use a restroom? And then the Just right would come in and be like, they make this scenario. They're like, well, my daughter's in there. <laughs> and one of them trans comes in and it's like, dude, shut the fuck <laughs> up, then leave. There you go. What the fuck are you talking about? You create these like wild scenarios that are like already it's only 1% of the population. It's such a small portion. And then you're creating a scenario which is more and more statistically irregular. And you're living in this world of like, I got to be ready. It's like, dude, it's fucking, <laughs> that's what's nuts, dude. We have like. Like you were saying, there's no middle ground anymore. You have the loud left, the canceling loud left, and then you have the reactionary right. And it's tearing shit apart because this group is being loud because they want to be recognized. And then this group does things to overreact, like overturning Roe versus Wade and shit like that, to overreact to this group. 
Meanwhile, the center, which is like where we sit, we're like, yo, what the what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, yo, can't you just fucking agree to disagree? Maybe that's the era that we grew up when, when the left and the right would negotiate and one would have to compromise. You guys remember compromise? Yeah. And be like, okay, we're going to agree to this a little bit. And then you guys will have to lose a little bit. I'll lose a little bit. And then we'll come to an agreement. No, yeah. it's fucking gone now. It's either it's black or white. And that's a fucking problem for people like us who are like in the middle who are just like, yo, dude, like I'm an individualist. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like, so as long as you're not hurting people or you don't fucking like destroy property or damage things in the process, I really don't give a fuck what you do. You want to shoot heroin? I don't care. You want to build rocket launchers? I don't care. Yo. As long as you don't fucking hurt people, just that's it. That's where I'm at, dude. That's Yo. and that shit, like people are like, yep. You're a fucking extremist. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I'm going to reel this back in a little bit because we, can, oh, like, we got you, way out of it. No, it's okay. I, I, I want to, I have a question to get us like in a good spot here. When did people start being scared in BMX to talk, start to like scared to talk about certain like ideas and things? When do you think that happened? I mean, it's a long process. Right. When, when, I it, wonder dude, when it had started. to be like, yo, imagine the hell, the Gen Z, you guys will never fucking understand this fucking hellscape that we lived in. When you used to get a video and you'd post it and share it amongst your friends and then contributors to a website called the come up mm-hmm. would judge you based on your merits and writing abilities. And if it was good enough, they would post it. And then from there, anonymous commenters like Mike Spinner or Dave Mira would tell you to fucking kill yourself if you landed in grass, okay? Right? Like, that's where we started. And then, you remember when the come up suddenly had no longer anonymous commenting? Mm -hmm. And they had Facebook attached to it? That was it. That was a moment where shit started when that window used to be this fucking big and it started going in because that that was the beginning of what was acceptable speech. Before it was completely fucking no holds bar. You'd have fucking a thousand messages of people trolling you, then they're trolling the trolls, and it looked like a fucking Reddit Discord. Literally, fucking, I was thinking right? Reddit. When, I, I, I don't know if you would agree with this or not, but I kind of feel like it meant more to get posted back in the, the come up peak whether it was on ride or the come up or vital i felt like it it was more of an achievement to have that happen in those days because that was when a time is everyone familiar with what meritocracy is meritocracy is the concept of a hierarchical structure based on the merit or ability of the individual that's what bmx was and there was this group of contributors some of them anonymous no one really know who they were we had an idea, but you know, they're kind of like a ghostly figure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who is Pat Quinn? Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, PQ. Uh, <laughs> and they would judge the video. They would watch it because they were of good moral and uh, standards. You know, moral and they had a standard, this bar that you had to be good enough to get into. Remember even being upset about that? Like, yo, I thought this video was fucking sick and they won't post it. And guess that what? Was- you worked harder next time. Yeah, and that was the thing that gave you a reason to strive better, film better, do better. And it also like was a way to bring your friends up to and work together in groups. I really think when the come up went from 
anonymous shit posting to having Facebook attached to it. And then obviously the loss of the come up and for as awful as Adam 22 is the loss of his character and what, you know what I mean? Like OSS and everything was, Mm -hmm. and whether you hate him, you should hate him. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it. Fuck it. Uh, for, for what he's done, he did do a lot. And that was a character as well. He was an individual. He was pushing his view of what BMX was, but that also was a time period too, where we split shit into, you know, are you a park rider? Are you a street rider? That was like a major division time period, the way you dress, the way that was the time period I was telling you about. Remember when everyone's like, if you rode uh, park and you landed flat, everyone's yelling street. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like how that shit started, dude. At the same time, I feel like everybody who was of determined that the video was good enough still got like put out there and it was still because that was a point in time where Sponge and I started to get posted. Was it the very like last couple years of yeah. anonymous comments? And it was like, we're riding a prefab skate park in Ohio in a lot of the stuff that we did. And even that ended up being a thing. And I have a hot take about Adam 22 and the come up in just, and I've said this before because I'm totally open with it. And I would love to have a conversation with Adam 22 about this because I feel like at the peak of the come up and their YouTube channel, they were doing more for BMX than any media page does today. Yo, love it or hate it, I will fucking second that opinion. It's true. They were posting it's, videos with different pros, literally from it, all around the country. Even every if you day. fucking disagree with the man and everything, and you hated what the fuck ever, that's that is a fact. I will fucking I believe that. My autism seconds it. Like, <laughs> like dude, we're in twenty twenty three. There's fucking, no debating what you yeah. just said. If your autism seconded it, you can't argue <laughs> against that. That's a trump card. Oh, wait, can we say that anymore? Oh, no, no, canceled. It's over. They're assassinating character. Brant Moore, bigot. Like, god oh, damn it, dude. Jesus it's so fucking Christ. nuts. Why are you assuming shit? Yeah. Why the fuck are you? Uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah man, I'm willing to take that. It's true. The come up did a lot for BMX, dude. There's a reason. Never- I'm just going to say there's a reason why companies were willing to pay thousands and thousands of dollars every month just to advertise on the come up it's because that's where that page created an environment that people wanted to be on and go to whether it was because of the back and forth in the anonymous comments or if it was because only the best of the best stuff and not just who's paying you and who you're obligated to post gets put on there it was just the best stuff dude 100 percent. like yeah it was i don't know i i mean whether you're there for the fucking uh, hot scene girls i mean that was cool do you remember the fucking <laughs> i came after that <laughs> fucking uh it was after that all the topics and shit that you could do too like all dude there were so many fucking tabs and shit you could go into the the board tcu board old motherfucking heads right now know what the fuck i'm talking about and shit that would go on in those fucking chat rooms uh it's real. Yeah, man, it definitely was. When there was like a a level of riding that you had to be in, it wasn't whether you were sponsored, endorsed, paid, or it was like putting money in the pockets of it was growing the culture. Yeah. It was giving a bar to the industry, to riders to be above to get on you know what I mean? 
Like you had to achieve something. You didn't have to have money attached to your name to get shit. And dude, just it's just diluted ever since. It's just gotten fucking more money bound, more people worried about short term. They're all focused on short term gains versus long term losses because they can't see their fucking what's the saying? Can't see the nose in front of their face. They can't see the future, so they focus on like the here and now. And that's Can't done irreparable damage to our fucking industry, dude. I absolutely agree. And the other side of that is the YouTube channel that they had where they were posting videos with all these different pros that everybody loved at that point in time and doing those Instagram slams or just a game of bike. And it was like that was the modern day like props of that point in time yeah. where it was like kids watch those videos. And the reason why every kids love Steve Churchill and Brandon Began is because they saw him on the come up and got to know who they were in these games of bike and, and got to see more than just the trick machine to pump out trick videos. Dude. And you want to talk about trick machine, fucking Churchill. That's Seriously. just a fucking superhuman level shit. Yeah. For um, real. But also like his personality, who he was behind the scenes, the antics, the shithead behavior, like, and I mean, Adam groomed the shit out of him to get fucking, you know what I mean? And used him to get that popularity and like whatever fucking negative shit you want to say about it. Who really fucking cares? It was something that's very good for the culture, regardless of the money that was behind it. If you were growing the culture, that was what's important. And fast forward today, that's what I think a lot of things, because our window has shrunk to what is acceptable. Just going to keep fucking saying it. What is acceptable? We're missing out. The industry, the culture is missing out on a lot of these younger Gen Z kids and their feeling of angst, their feeling of like loneliness, their feeling of not knowing what to do with their lives, especially for those kids who like every single fucking day, they're like, yeah, you don't have a future. Whether it's like climate change, they're being told like the world's going to end. You oh, know what I mean? Dude, or like the imagine? financial system's going to collapse. Imagine they don't being have a it. kid like, today. Why am I even going to try? What if, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like Imagine. a sense of hopelessness, man. Like these are kids who like, and I mean, I listen to that fucking music on SoundCloud. You know what I mean? I'm into like listening to these new punk bands mm. that are just like so upset about modern dating culture. You know <laughs> what I mean? And how shit it is. And it's just like, yo, that angst is there. That's what BMX was a relief for was a place for people with kind of like broken homes shitty upbringings it was always a second home it was a good feeling it was something that you could strive and work towards and create something that was bigger than yourself yeah. and instead everyone everyone in the bmx industry just looks like they're marketing for fucking coca-cola or mcdonald's well they're just literally i would man it specifically when it comes to the media side of bmx it's like what people don't realize when they're scrolling through a media page is that if there's a company tagged in that post, it was paid for hands down period, or they're good friends with the people who are posting that and they're, it's getting posted out of good faith. So we're in, we went from that. I'm going to say it now. Somebody was like, my man said meritocracy, but we went from that meritocracy and BMX of like, <laughs> if you did good enough, you got the love to if you end up riding for the right people and they pay the right people, you get the love. Where you have this whole segment of people out there who might be riding for not anybody who never gets seen, even though they're incredible, 
because it didn't get put in front of somebody because the dollars weren't there. That's why the hub I ride, the the free night, the planetary con- free coaster concept, the reason that didn't blow up before I made videos about it is because they couldn't pay to have the advertising in BMX media and nobody knew about it. And then I started making videos and then all of a sudden everybody's like, holy shit, what is this hub? This is crazy technology. This is amazing because you can't give the hub to a rider who rides for a company that makes parts because they can't talk about it. And you can't, if if they're not going to pay BMX media to post about it, how do they learn about it? Yeah, I mean, that, that dude, that's real as fuck. Um, it's just being able to give an honest criticism about something, which is like, yo, BMX hates any sort of fucking criticism. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, that's basically been my entire life. Like, I just have, like, the way my brain works, I see things. Like, the biggest example is, like, me years ago getting on Facebook and being like, hey, does anybody know how the judges for X Games Real Street are chosen? Mm-hmm. And then Chris Rye chimes in, and then eventually fucking, uh, what the fuck's his name? The dude who ran the whole thing. I don't know. What the fuck was his name? Y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about. He got all fucking butthurt, like, you don't think I'm doing a good enough job? Why don't you start your own X Games? And it's like, no, no, dude, you don't understand. My brain just wants an answer to, like, how do you do this? Do you have a criteria? Do you, like... Yeah. Like, that's all I want to know because I think judging is very important and it's important to have, like, old heads with new heads so everybody can get along because if you got people like Van Homan, everyone loves Van Homan, but Van Homan was winning dirt contests with no-footed can-cans and turndowns. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then you look at the fucking triple challenge now and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? So it's important to have people who were, like, either were pro recently and old heads too to like give it that old like yo the way he like clicked that turn down you know what i mean like it's important at both and for me to just honestly ask a question was enough for like people to be like yeah fuck you and yeah. now they don't want to fuck with me because it's just like oh he's just he's just fucking a piece of shit he's fucking saying all this shit it's like no i just genuinely like my brain do you know how hard it is for me as a person like if i uh like i just got a generator and it wouldn't run. Do you know how I don't like, you ever see that meme where it's like the girl and the guy laying in bed. Yeah. And she's like, I bet he's thinking of other women. And it's just the guy like, man, why won't it start? It's got air. It's got spark. It's like, yo, I literally will stay up and like not be able to fucking sleep. If I have a fucking problem, because my brain's like, you have to resolve this. You have to resolve this. Dude. And that's what was going on. I just asked an honest question because I couldn't understand why. And I would like to know. And then instead I'm chastised and, literally labeled as like you know a fucking liability Mm. oh he's he's reckless he'll say anything and it's just like no i just actually have genuine questions and i'm sorry that like asking questions now is like forbidden (laughs) i just want to know i'm not trying to fucking say your shit sucks i'm literally just i want to know i'm sorry yeah but yeah i don't know that's the fucking world we live in too so oh absolutely and years ago uh, God damn it! All yeah. right, I got it. There's a there's a question in the chat. I don't know if this is the Andy Garcia. Is that a, the writer? Am I saying that's a guy, right? That's a that's another guy. He's super tech. Am I thinking? Of, is this who this is? Either way, he asked why the weird bars. Not hating, just never seen that style. This is a great topic of conversation in this conversation, and I'll just answer that directly so we can keep it going. But uh, I was around for when. Carl at Nowhere BMX 
decided he was going to make the first version of those bars and the intent of it was like it makes candy bars easier it makes saran wraps easier okay he's not the andy garcia anyways uh it makes these things easier and then the four-piece version came out and i was like dude why did the two-piece version ever exist these are amazing these are way sicker looking i'm like look i'm riding these and now it's to the point where my hair and my handlebars are me. <laughs> and if you don't like it, well, sorry. Yeah, fuck, fuck it, dude. That's, yeah, at least you fucking stated, like, yeah, and I mean, yo, talk about a real motherfucker, like, despite, like, yo, I'll even say my own shit, like, despite my own opinion of, like, nowhere, yeah. Carl, like, if I, okay, I'm going to say, like, I don't like that stuff. Brant, you're I allowed like to not like that. You're not exactly. And, you're and I have no to. beef with you. I'm allowed to say, "Hey, that's not my style. It's not my taste." We rode together every day in Columbus when I had those bars. Like, yeah, it's life. Yeah, exactly. But and I won't ride them, but you will, and maybe others will. Maybe we'll. Who fucking actually cares? Splitting it down into that much. Mm-hmm. Carl's a fucking G, though. Like, he's one of the most like. Once again, like what he does. Don't like what he does. It don't matter. The man's fucking staying in his lane, doing his own fucking thing, and you have to at least respect that. Oh, yeah. That's, like, what matters. He's an individual. He stays in his lane, and he does what he does. He doesn't cater. He doesn't sway to money. He doesn't fucking... And that's pretty sick. I respect people who do that shit no matter what. Like, you just stay true to who you are. That's what an individual should and always do, so... Yep, and, like, nobody goes into the amount of debt or digs themselves into, like, the crazy project... I want to call them holes because that makes it sound negative but like i'm all right i'm gonna build a 30 foot tall slant wall like just so that we could have this crazy thing at an event and i'm gonna be tens of thousand dollars in debt for just trying to do this stuff to like literally just help bmx and help the scene like nobody keeps that up for 10 years if they're faking it yeah but try and steer us back again like oh yeah i feel like i told you man i got i also have like super bad adhd so like my brain's like i got like that alex jones talking pattern where i'm like it's okay fucking five stories deep in a rant this is this is just part of the conversation though but you talked a little bit earlier about like bmx and hating things and all this and i have a really like i feel i have a pretty like strong dance on this stuff too because it feels like bmx just needs something to hate on at any given time and it they might hate on something that could be beneficial or bmx might hate on something that could be beneficial to itself without even caring about it like the I, for example the whole youtube thing like we're on youtube right now every single bmx company has a youtube channel most of them try to post videos on it because they realized they don't need uh the comeup.com anymore when they can yeah. just post on their own YouTube. But there was a period in time where people were just like, fuck YouTube and anybody who does it. <laughs> Remember Vimeo? <laughs> Vimeo sucked, but it was the place to be. 
that was in a time period. Remember how YouTube used to not let you use any music, so everybody used a Vimeo, and yeah. then Vimeo now is like super fucking. <laughs> yeah, they were even cringe. worse. They like, delete your stuff if you don't have it. Yeah, dude, I lost a shit ton of fucking videos. Mm, I'm a lot pissed. Of people did. All my old shit is gone, like from 15 years ago. Yeah, but either way, it's like BMX. Just, it's like a bandwagon of hate. For and like it's all part of the same conversation. Dude, fuck that shit. Like, yo, you remember the come up's tagline was embrace hate? Do you remember those shirts? Ah, uh, no. Fuck, dude, that was sick. Remember like TCU's original thing and had the balloon? Yeah. Uh-huh, and had the embrace hate. I got some old shirts riding like Changa 57 back in the day, and I always used to wear that shit. It was just, it's just a weird time period, man, where people used to like actually like if you got hated on, that was like, all right, more power to me. Fuck you, watch me do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, like, dude, that shit if BMX is always like a microcosm for the larger world. It always works out that way. Yeah. When BMX started doing the, like, Facebook attachment to TCU stuff because of, like, cyberbullying, racism, whatever the fuck, homophobia, whatever was going on, that kind of was going on in real life, too. Remember, like, the anti-bullying campaign? I mean, shit, dude, I did stunt shows, BMX stunt shows, to, like, promote that shit. And it Mm -hmm. keeps me up at night because... I don't know, man. That that bullying shit can go too far, too. Like, you can have really negative bullying, and then you can have some bullying that's good, especially how men work. You give each other shit all the time. Like, that post I even made, you, like, talk shit on your friends. They talk shit on you. You even said, hey, man, that ice pick chin you did, you didn't hit it hard enough. It's not good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Criticizing your friends. That's talking shit. That's giving them a hard time. There has to be that allowed a little bit of pushing, pushback. You obviously don't want to get into toxic things, but it's got to exist to some point. You got to get mad at your friends sometimes. I mean, shit, some of my best friends growing up, me and Monkey used to do that. Me and Charlie Bowers, I mean, I remember you and I talking about him. Monkey's the fucking best rider ever. Incredible. Like, him and I got into a fucking fist fight because he did a manual before I did when we first started (laughs) riding. I was so pissed off we just started fist fighting in front of our old high school. Yeah. We didn't talk for like two weeks. So, like, the thing that I wonder about is, like, where does that line lie? I When it comes to friends, that line is determined by you and that other person. I think where it gets fuzzy is when it comes to, like, when you direct that towards somebody you don't know and have never met before and you can't gain any context because you don't know the person. It's like, yeah, or it's like hyper focused and it's like an everyday kind of thing. Yeah, there, so you could probably break that in a little bit in like like categories. If you're if you're hating for the sake of hating, like you're just like I don't like this person because if you're ignorant and it's just because of like gender, uh, race. I mean, if you're even Riding in that category, style. like yo, bike parts, like whatever. We could fucking man, we could talk about that shit. I mean, I'll even talk about the Hinkins thing. If you want to talk about racism involving how that shit should fucking be handled, yo, if you have a fucking racist homie. You have somebody you know who's being fucking racist. Don't fucking try to cancel them. Punch them. It's, They're being legitimately racist because everything's fucking racist now. If you go into Google and type "is time racist" or <laughs> "there will be an argument," racist, everything there will be a fucking college yeah. letter, like a fucking you know a senior a thesis on yeah, it. Uh, but I'm talking real fucking racism. We've lost touch with that too because everything's fucking racist now. Everything's homophobic. Everything's when everything is racist, then nothing's racist. Can we make You're this even broader? the fucking how, how serious that shit is. Let's make this even broader because it's a thing of BMX 
this brings in the meme page category, but make this even broader in that if your friend's being a piece of shit in front of you and you don't check them on it, it's also your fault. People won't check their Dude. friends anymore. Check people. Hey, check your friends. Motherfucker, y'all say, yo, Sean Moore, you should have fucking checked Mike Hinkins. He says the fucking Edward, deck him in the fucking mouth. And I guarantee you would never fucking say it again. Don't wait eight years and bring it up on social media. You fucking should have just punched him. Literally. Does everybody know who Jason Govin is? Yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to Jason Govin. Literally. Him and I had this discussion about this. He's like, yeah, she just fucking handled it right there. That's that's how we stop this shit in real life. Check your friends if they're being an shit, idiot. In that fringe shit where people are doing stuff like uh, like people like Pepe the Frog memes and like Pepe the Frog's a hate symbol. Well, it matters how it's used. Yeah. Matters if it's satirical. This and you mean these people get fucking upset about Babylon B could be a hate symbol if you yeah. made it one. You need to understand when it's being used and with the news and with everybody so hyper, like hypercritical about everything, being racist or homophobic or transphobic. People lose what it actually is, and that causes that fucking snap to the right, that right, that neocon right reactionary side, and that shit fucking sucks too. Like you, like those meme videos of like the famous one where it's like a vegan teacher being like, "If you're not a vegan, you're a Nazi," and then it's like the German, like it's Nazis going to like, it's like me and the boys going to McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what you're causing. You're causing a right reaction in this culture because you're making everything everyone does, especially for like my age group where we grew up being like, yo, that's retarded. That's fucking gay. Mm -hmm. Like you're calling your friends fag. That's fucking normal language that we grew up in. I'm sorry that today's people, kids, you're upset about that, but I'm old. I'm basically the boomer now, okay? So fucking, <laughs> what the fuck you gonna do? Like, that's how we just talked. And I understand like Samson, you know, Samson. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't say those words and that's a personal choice that he makes and he will gladly like big, Hey, look, this is what he said. And like, show us somebody who's like spouting off some shit. And it'd be like, he chooses not to say those words. That's his fucking choice. Yeah. I don't fucking live that way. No matter what the fucking word is. If like, if it's in context and I'm reading it and I'm not using the word in a bigoted fashion, like towards somebody, what the fuck? Yeah, in That's, a, in a derogatory used. like way to try and harm them in some. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it comes back to just the whole thing of like people are too scared or won't say something to somebody who's doing something wrong in the moment, but they'll be on the internet and attack people for something that like isn't actually messed up. And yeah, like, BMX has that all the time yeah no shit i'm the fucking first person to ever have my character assassinated within the industry all right that's what something that directly happened i was the first ever person canceled well maybe before uh what was it jim jones i have no idea listen every bmx rider who's of my age group will remember the east coast terminal contest where he won steve crandall made him a painting and he smashed the painting and took the money instead he didn't want the fucking painting from oh, crandall geez. and everybody fucking hated him and like basically canceled him out of the industry and like couldn't get any sponsors and shit like that. And then me. And I got canceled because of all the shit with Catfish. And then, obviously, just like modern world. He had more followers than me. He's allowed to say what the fucking truth is. And when you fucking get to speak to more people than I have, 
Of course, then his story goes and mine doesn't mean shit. I don't get to defend myself. That's what you can do on social media now. That's how you can lie through the news. If you get enough people saying something's true, does that mean it's true? Well, 100,000 people said it was true. Oh, that brings up the topic of just like <laughs> people who have the influence are able to help their whoever they want get into certain positions in BMX. Like... And then other people get glossed over because they're not friends with the right people and whatever. I mean, that fucking exists within any realm. And it's also like, we all know the fucking saying, it's who you know and who you blow. Yep. And just, I'm not somebody who's blowing anybody. Fuck you. Like, maybe that's why the industry doesn't like me either is because shit that I've done riding wise, like, fuck, we kind of got to share a shit (laughs) because we'll get views off of it. Fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't get that direct money kickback because they're sharing uh, an endorsed rider. But they're like, well, at least we'll get views. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm one of the last few people. And I mean, I can't say that for just myself. That's so fucking egotistical. I apologize. There's other motherfuckers out there who do wild shit and get shared. Or, you know, it's not just me. But you got to do some pretty heavy shit nowadays in order to get on that fucking list without having already an endorsement, a sponsor, somebody who has a reason for sharing your shit. So... And that sucks for a lot of kids coming up there. Like, how the fuck am I ever going to get there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They can't even like, at least with the come up, bringing it back, you got to be pretty good yeah. to get shared. You know what I mean? It had to be pretty good. Right. Now it's like, you got this fucking tiny little fucking window. You got to do something fucking insane and dangerous as shit. Well, and that's just what drives people to do what you, they see working. That that's, yeah. that's what makes people all the same is because... You, you can't necessarily like just do whatever and have it be pretty good and have it whatever. And yeah. I will give the benefit of the doubt to media pages that there is a lot of sharing of other stuff. My problem is with the amount of stuff that is just bought and paid for in relation to that. Yeah. It's just, and I, once again, I don't have uh, a spreadsheet in front of me of like what numbers are spent. I can't give you exact data. And this, this is, you and I are pulling this from like an ether, like a perceived, but, mm-hmm. but everyone knows what we're talking about. We're not wrong, but we are on a level of how correct, how wrong are we? Because there is certain amounts of money that goes into something, what comes out. And it can always be argued the other way. People can always be like, yeah, well, we post this much of this much stuff and and we can only do this much with this many people and and all of this and whatever. And you're there's a reason. Just remember, there's a fucking reason it's intentionally vague, especially Mm. always apply that to everything that we do in our lives, whether it's BMX or within the world, the news, politics, everything. If they're being intentionally vague about shit, there's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason that they're fucking withholding. They're not being completely transparent with shit. And that's like kind of a mission with what I do is to like, there's always going to be a line of things you just don't talk about. And that's the reality of stuff. And, and there's just a etiquette to like, it's not a, I'm scared to get canceled. It's a, that's just objectively something I would not going to, but then 
There's the things that I personally feel like should get put out there. And that's the kind of stuff that I talk about. Like what are the reason we're doing this whole thing? I mean, one topic I wanted to talk about with you is I, I was curious your perspective on meme pages. I fucking dude, I'm so in touch with like I work with a 15 year old and 17 year old uh BMX meme pages. Their dad uh, actually is the company owner where I do like residential concrete. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, this whole morning, I have a whole playlist on my SoundCloud of fucking meme music. Yeah. All like Pepe the Frog lore meme music, all the <laughs> shit. I'm all about fucking memes, dude. Uh, what about yeah, the there's, there's a whole bunch ones. of shit about it. But I think it's a new way of sharing information. This is a little bit off BMX topics, but meme shit's fucking great. It makes me laugh. That kind of shit, man, shows me that there isn't like the, oh, it's called the Overton window. Sorry. I just remember that because my brain's <laughs> neuron just jumped, you know, like that monkey meme where it's like neuron activated. Rewind like 30 minutes, people. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, go back 30 minutes and that's what I was talking about. The Overton window. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, like I think the there it because dude, like I said in that post, BMX is white trash. Okay, it's a trashy activity. We couldn't afford motorcycles, so people started riding BMX bikes on the dirt tracks. Okay, <laughs> our roots are kind of in like some hillbilly jumping off your dad's fucking like your dad works on his own fucking car, so you took his ramps under his car and you jumped them. All right, you're not you're from a low income middle of America fucking family. All right, that's that's where we all grew up, and there's nothing wrong with that. This thing of like trying to be something more than we're not and trying to be so like acceptable. You can only listen to this kind of music, get these kind of tattoos and just, I don't know, man, every individual in BMX, like don't go back and apologize. Like who you were, who you were. Yeah. You make mistakes and shit's ugly. And yeah, you might've had an interview with a Confederate flag in the background. So what? You're from Florida. It's how it fucking goes. Don't apologize for that shit. Be, be yeah, you. I'm trash. Sorry. Be yourself. Like, I'm not doing it anymore, but that's, uh, it doesn't mean that's who I was then. I just didn't fucking know any better. Things have changed. The world's gotten, you know, more caring about that shit. And it's not wrong to care about that either. Yeah. You shouldn't have that shit up there. That's it. Yeah. You shouldn't have it up there. You did at one point because you didn't fucking know you've grown as a person. You've bettered, but I ain't fucking apologizing to you. I never fucking apologize. There's a, like, that's the whole thing with the cancel cars, dude. You ain't fucking just don't apologize. Well, there was a point in time where neither of us knew skate park etiquette. And then we yep. learned it. Because guess what? We're born knowing literally nothing. We have to be yeah. taught everything. So that, that specific example, yeah, you learn something and then you change based on it. Uh, I went to, dude, I went to Studio 334 and Chris Doyle almost hit me with his bike, kicked the back wheel out and almost hit me because I was sitting in the middle of the box jump. He's like, get out of the fucking way. There you go. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I never did that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no shit. Like, yeah, sometimes it's fucking you learn on your face and your hands, dude. You know what I mean? People ain't going to fucking babysit you or walk you through shit your entire life. And that's what's wrong with everything is everyone thinks that you should just know. You know what I mean? Like, you should mm -hmm. just like, it's like, you should not fail. You should not fall. You should not have. No, nah, dude, life is fucking nothing more than a series of like victories and losses, just like riding is. Yeah. But that's what makes it so fucking enjoyable. If you landed every trick every time, you'd be like, man, this sucks. It's boring. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You want to work for shit. Right. So 
coming back to the meme page thing, specifically in BMX meme pages. Oh, you know, I'm fucking fairly out of touch since Rodeo Peanut, admittedly. Oh, okay. That's fair. But there's some shit, like I see like Team Weed shit once in a while. Yeah. And some of it is like so fried, I don't even know what the fuck it is. <laughs> like, I'm like, God, am I that old? I'm just out of touch. Like, I don't fucking get it. Or maybe it's because I like, maybe I need to be high to understand these sophisticated concepts. I think <laughs> like, it's just so inside of a thing that you can't know about it unless you yeah. know about it. I mean, I love Charlie Crumlish and shit, man. Him and I were talking about doing some really fucking funny shit, 3D printing some accessories for his uh, bike pegs. Mm. Uh, just like funny shit. Like maybe I'll get around to it if I'm not so fucking lazy. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's just like meme shit. I don't know. A little bit of hazing and harassment. I'm I'm all for it. It builds character. And this comes back to like the bullying shit. It can be overkill. Uh, I thought it was always funny with the Ben... Ben Hucky, mm-hmm. Ben Huck, however the fuck you say his last name, with the fucking downside hand plant can can on the fucking dinosaur. Yeah. And then Ben like posted a picture of him with like a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Like that was so funny to me. Uh, plus, just making a joke out of that man. He's sharing it. He's laughing about it. Like, that's like what you have to do, man. If you got a shit talker, just fucking embrace hate. Just like the old come up days. Like, just don't get mad about it. Like so many people just fucking get mad, but instead, like, yo, it should it should solidify you and your character, who you are, and just be like, yeah, so what? My can't my handlebars got a fucking dent in them. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? We're, like, we're past that at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. Like and now, exactly now, nobody can fucking make fun of you about it because it's like, well, shit, that we're out of ammo. We tried. Yeah. Good luck. You know what I mean, dude? So like, yeah. Instead of like having like, yo, I'm gonna fucking report you. To the, you know what I mean? To the fucking Instagram police because you were thinking wrong thoughts and we have to make sure that you are silenced. Well, so there was a point in time where that was me. And it was because I hadn't like emotionally evolved to the point where I am now where I'm like, you can't hurt me. You can say anything. And you See what the fuck you even just said? Motherfucker, take some pride in that shit because that's fucking awesome that like you can even admit like, yo... Who I was is not who I am today. I bettered myself and I'm proud of who I've become and I still like what the fuck I do and, and fuck you. Suck these nuts. Like, <laughs> but you know the other I mean? thing, awesome. thank you. But the yeah, other thing yeah. to do with that though, is that what I feel like people don't sometimes realize when this whole meme thing is going on is that not everybody is there yet. So like yeah. when you lean super hard, what it's going to take is somebody like as terrible as it is like somebody hurting themselves somehow and being like i did this because you wouldn't leave me alone for people to be like oh okay maybe we do have to think about this before we like lean into somebody it just yeah like so once again it's just understanding and that's a hard part too because everybody has limits and you don't know where they're at exactly that's what because I'm saying. my limits versus your limits versus uh a young kid starting limits and being harassed, what can they take? Like, yeah. I'm at a point where it's just like, you ain't saying anything that bothers me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm just older. I've been through the shit. So fuck you. Yep. Uh, but younger kids, you know, they're impressionable. They really care about what older kids say. They really care about like what professional writers say. Um, and they could do that. Now, am I a person that believes that that should prohibit memeing or joking or dunking on somebody? No, 
Like, because like if somebody causes self-harm to themselves, I'm also an individual who says like, okay, that individual has the right to do what they see fit for whatever emotional reasons, but they need a good group of friends. They need to become strong in themselves and in their circle of friends to know like, yo dude, pick up your homie when he's down, get on that fucking meme page and start talking shit to these other dudes. Like mm -hmm. fire back, dude. Like go make your own video, fire back, clap back. Like don't take that shit lying down. And you'd actually be surprised because if you make a good like rhetorical video back, people yeah. will be like, all right, that's pretty sick. That was pretty good, man. That was pretty good. You know what I mean? Like that's how you also gain respect. It's it's a men are fucked up, dude. You know what I mean? Like I said, me and Monkey, like we used to get in fist fights over shit, and we're still like good friends. You know what I mean? Versus like girls, they fucking like some girl will fuck them over and they'll never talk to them ever again and hate that bitch until they're dead. <laughs> that's I. I mean, it's nuts. Can we say that that might just be like a personality trait? Because uh oh, between uh -oh, people, you're, you're sexist. No, I'm uh -oh, saying are you categorizing that as feminine. <laughs> I was no, I was on my way there, and then I thought, I'm like, wait, I know dudes like that too. That's just a person thing. Like people just do that. Yeah, certain. I don't know what it is. I mean, you could categorize it. Fuck it, you could categorize it as a masculine. Listen, I always say that men. We do stay mad forever at somebody, but we're just so brain dead that we forget. Mm -hmm. Like, I won't forget what you did, <laughs> yeah. but, or I won't forgive you for what you did, but I'll eventually forget. Women are the opposite. Where they can forgive, they've got an open heart, open mind enough to do that, but motherfucker, they will never forget, forget that that fucking occurred. They'll remember <laughs> that to the day they fucking die, that you fucked bitch them over. Karen. <laughs> yeah, that bitch Karen. <laughs> Dude, my mom will tell me stories about shit that happened in high school. I'm like, mom, you're fucking 70. How the fuck do you even remember that shit? That's funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but that's just like how everybody handles shit. Obviously, men have men, women, and everything in between have different fucking mindsets, what they remember, what they don't remember, what they care about. That's the problem with categorization, too, man. You can't fucking can't put all that shit in a box and say, oh, you like guns, therefore you're a Trump supporter, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, transphobe. It's like, yo, I, I fucking hate Donald Trump. Yo, I hate Joe Biden. Yo, I hate politics. Yeah. I actually am like the person who's like, yo, we should just get rid of the government. Uh-oh. Flagged on YouTube immediately. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Put me extremist in extreme sports. Oh, no. <laughs> Luckily, we made it an hour in before that happened. No, uh, one thing, too, <laughs> that somebody brought up that actually is like the key, I think, to all of this is that it's a case-by-case -case basis. Everything yep. is a case-by-case case basis. You have to be able and willing to examine everything on a case-by-case -case basis because that's just the reality of like treating things with a reasonable mindset. Yeah, dude. Blanket solutions don't fucking work. Like Republicans being against like people like men using women's bathrooms. Yo, if I have fucking diarrhea <laughs> and I got to go in a fucking girl's restroom at the Flying J... And I catch a felony in Arkansas because of that. I'll see your ass at the Supreme Court. You yeah. know what I mean? Can you? That's literally what the government wants to put in. Like, yeah. are we literally just like even having this discussion? Because the answer isn't like whether you vote Democrat or Republican. The answer is get the fuck out of our bathrooms. Yeah. Jesus, get the government the fuck out of our bathrooms, dude. <laughs> like, that's the fucking solution. It's so insane, man. It's just it's shit like that. It's, yeah. it's pretty nuts to me, like, especially now, like I said, I'm in that camp of just like, fuck you. I do what I want. I stay in my lane. 
you ask me something, I'll give you my two cents on it. And I'm willing to say, like, I'm not 100% saying I'm right. On anything even I've said tonight, there's no way that I am 100% correct in every single scenario ever. You know what I mean? I can admit that, like, this is where I currently stand. Could you, like, hit me up and DM me, like, yo, this is a personal experience I had. Yo, you could totally change my entire perspective on something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just nuts, man. And I'm open to dialogue and discussion. There's a lot of friends who are like really disagree with some of my viewpoints, especially with two a shit. And it's just like, we've talked about it over and over and like later in life and shit. It's been like six months with my one friend in uh, like Germany. We've had discussions and he's just like, especially being from Germany, a European country. He's like, thinks Americans are nuts. Yeah. But at least he's like, I understand your perspective. And I'm like, yeah, America's a little bit different than Germany. So trying to apply the same rules there as here, it's just like a whole fucking deep dive topic. But it's good to see like, yo, he can have a discussion and not be like, oh, you're this person because you like this. Yeah. That like people see a firearm and they see like a fucking a dude with a mega hat on sitting in a wheelchair with two AR-15s like (laughs) drinking a fucking Diet Coke. You know what I mean? Like that categorization in people's brain is what it bothers me the most is like you put all these people in boxes. You can even like imagine what they fucking look like. That's insane because you can't tell what people are into just by looking at them and you shouldn't be judging people by any fucking by the skin, by their skin color, by their like perceived gender, by their like, by anything other than their character. Did Zach's computer die? Uh-oh. We might have lost Zach's computer. We'll find out. Stay tuned. Oh, no. Well, on that note, I'm going to hold for a second and wait until he gets back here. But, uh... I feel like, th- wait, did we actually, did we actually get into, we mentioned that three minutes ago. Did it happen? Zach is frozen. He hurts some feels. I don't think so. I really don't. The Democrats got him. The government hears him talking. No, because if anybody's listening, they've heard it from the very beginning. He got canceled by YouTube. I'm going to assume his computer died. And we're just going to have to wait on it to reconnect. Nice try, FBI. You got dial up. (laughs) That boy canceled. Your channel going to get canceled. Staros called it. (laughs) The chat is on fire right now. Why do you want me to show my hair so bad? I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll call back. Dude, the timing on that could not have been better. He got Epstein. Someone call him. (laughs) Are y'all using Skype? Yes, we're using Skype. It works the best for what I'm doing. I don't know what happened. Do it for now. Are we back? This thing is fucking... Dude, I don't know what the hell just well, go figure. I started getting into some shit. My my fucking internet just like shut off and then fuck. <laughs> well, let's let's take it back to BMX then. Oh my god, reconnecting. We're having issues, people. I'm sorry. 
just too weird out here in Guantanamo is lovely this time of year. Oh, God. I don't know what's happening, honestly. It was working perfectly fine. I have a pic of Zach doing a backflip at our trails. He is like 20. Let's keep it BMX. I mean, I'm just... I'm just trying to not get shut off here. I don't know what happened. <clears throat> we just reconnected, though. I'm going to hang up, and we'll try again. <clears throat> X Games is cutting his fiber. See, to be totally honest, though, I don't think we've talked about anything. This should qualify as BMX After Dark. I almost called it that, but didn't but i don't feel like we've talked about anything super controversial or crazy or anything that anyone would be like super pissed about if they're just being reasonable because we've been reasonable about it looking at both sides of each topic and conversation and meeting somewhere in the middle i hope this works not the gulag Dude, <laughs> dude, the the chat has been on fire. Oh my god, that's sick. It's Hold on, kind of awesome. Dude, I, I'm literally sitting next to my like network box trying to get it to work. I hope I'm here. You're here now. Okay, all right. So let's just try not to get cut off by whoever cuts the cord. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, it's scary. But you're like, is he telling the truth? Well, dude, the timing on that kind of sucked for that. Like. <laughs> You're, guys, you're being a little obvious if that's what's going on here. <laughs> Wait like 10 more yeah. minutes next time. But <clears throat> A little too coincidental. <laughs> what did, did, you, did you bring your uh, your notes with you? Um, yeah, They're over on the table, but like I have a general idea. It was a lot of the stuff we already discussed. It, not full detail, but like we grazed over shit about like just, you know, uh, the sport biking Olympics the homogenous gray personalities and shit like that. Like I feel, you know, we discussed personalities being absent. Yeah. Uh, BMX, which I, I miss. Um, that might be me just being an old bitter man too. Who knows? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think so. And I think that it's coming back too. like podcasts are bringing back, just getting to know who people are in general, because you get to hear them talk for two hours. And if they suck, it comes out in that two hours. Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe just, it might just me, be me and, like, the way I, like, think and it's probably just the way I think. I'm not fucking wired normally. It's just, like, so many people are so surface level that it kind of just drives me nuts. That's the biggest thing about podcasts is, like, yo, tell me something real about yourself. I want to feel, like, a connection, like, shit, like, your friends know about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I always felt like in podcasts, it's kind of just, like, that was me being hyperbolic, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I get people it. being like, well, how old are you? How long have you been writing? You know, it's just like kind of corny being hokey, but you know, it's a little bit more in depth than that, but it's never like really super deep. I think part of that is just people who do podcasts are trying to hit so many different things over this, what is essentially a short period of time. Did I lose them again? God damn it. <laughs> we weren't even talking anything. We're not talking about anything bad. Come on. Don't cut us off like this. Damn it.
Well, what I was saying was that I feel like in podcasts, people try to talk about so many different things. And if it's a first time podcast with that person, it's hard to talk about a lot of different like personal subjects when you're just trying to get to know somebody. No, I'm 28, nine. Think about it for a second. Couldn't remember. Oh, let's try again. Circumcised podcast heard y'all. Oh my god. It's that, like, not funny anymore, time. government. Are no. you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can see you. I haven't like dude, I'm sitting here listening to you have that whole conversation. Oh, for real? Yeah, like I'm watching you, I can see you, I can hear you. That's stupid. Yeah, so my shit never said disconnected, but I definitely did get disconnected in the middle of all that. Weird. Well, either way, uh, I don't remember what I was even talking about at this point. Oh, podcasts and just like the fact that people try to talk about so much different stuff with a first time like person being on there. It, I feel like it's easy to fall into the trap of the basics and not go into that super in-depth thing. Well, that might be why it's also important to have people on multiple times because you can kind of pick up where you left off. Like a lot of like Joe Rogan shit does that. He has a guy on who, who are you? What do you do? You kind of dig into some shit. And then by the fourth time you're on, you're talking about like space travel (laughs) and gay frogs. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) DMT is in there for sure. Oh yeah. That's part of the experience. You know, that is too funny. Uh, so if if a lot of the stuff that you had written down, we talked about, I've got one that is like, I, I don't know. We're going to see. But my right. exactly what I wrote is riding for shitty companies versus getting a job. Oh, that's a good topic, man. That's something that uh, is good to discuss anyways on a whole lot of different levels. I think so, because I mean... I would argue, I could argue both sides of this, and that I would argue that it sucks to have to get a job. Valid. It does. If somebody who makes crappy parts is going to help you out to where you don't have to get a job, there's an argument to be made for that. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. Like, so even like uh, Redline, I was riding for Snafu, all those terrible, like you can meme on me like a motherfucker, dude. Like, go <laughs> ahead. I sold out, dude. I sold my soul for fucking a few hundred bucks a fucking month. It's nuts to think of like the money I used to make versus like, I wouldn't make that shit in a week right now and wouldn't be stressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's one of the major things is like when you're younger though, you just want to travel and fuck off with your friends and like, you're making a few hundred dollars off of just riding. It's pretty sick to scratch by. It's stressful. Mm-hmm. You don't have shit for money. And sometimes you got to do gigs and whatever you can do stunt shows. If you can fucking do stunt shows, if you can fucking, I don't know, tile a fucking floor. But my main takeaway from all that and my personal experience is just be well-rounded. Don't ever put all your eggs in one basket. Cause the last thing you want to do is be a middle-aged man with an absentee, like it's been 20 years since you've had anything on your fucking resume. Yeah. And you're going into a job at entry level in your mid thirties. Yep. That's the type of fear that everybody should have. <laughs> yeah. Keep, it's like, learn shit. Keep learning shit. Not just bar spins, but like fucking 
real skills. You know what I mean? Learn some trades. I don't know. Don't go to college though. Learn some trades. We're BMX riders. You know what I mean? We grind ledges, learn how to do concrete, learn how to do woodworking, build ramps. Something that is of value to somebody that you don't have to pay to learn because YouTube is awesome. I literally check this out. I'm actually kind of stoked on this. So our water softener in this house that we moved into was like acting up. And I just kind of felt like it wasn't working. So I watched all these videos and I learned how to set it and I learned how to flush it and clean. And I literally did exactly what these people got paid to come in and do to service this thing yep. by myself the other day. And now like, I know how this stuff works. I learned about it. Yo, we, we live in a world where every bit of information is accessible on your phone. Like I had the, what was it? The furnace go out in my house. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, I gotta, should I call HVAC? I called HVAC and I gave him an idea. And they're like, well, it's gonna be three days till we can send somebody out. And I was like, can you give me an estimate? And they're like, it's gonna probably be a few hundred dollars. And I'm like, uh, fuck this. So I just started watching YouTube videos and learned how to fucking, apparently, like one of the filters, I forgot to change the filter in so long and it was causing something to burn out. And then I had to buy a new piece and just put it back in. Yeah. That was it. But I learned on YouTube. And it wasn't like, a yo, couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I spent $70 versus spending hundreds of dollars and having to have no heat for three fucking days in the middle of winter. Instead, and- I fixed it in fucking um, three hours because we have like a local HVAC shop here in the city. And you learned about that thing and you learned how yeah. if it happens again, you know. Yeah, change your fucking filter on your house. <laughs> change the fucking filter or else it goes to shit. That's what I learned. Don't be a fucking slob like yeah. me. Um, but yeah, dude, like you want to work on your car, you can learn it. Hey, you want to learn how to do CAD drafting and build bike parts? You can do it and it's for free. You can get fusion 360 for free and you can watch YouTube videos and learn how to do it. I did. Yep. You can, uh, you can take, is it, is it Harvard? One of those Ivy league schools has free classes on YouTube. At least they used to. Dude, any state school, you can go into any classes for free. Like, you can go to OSU here and just go walk and sit in on a class if you want. They'll never know, will they? No. And you're <laughs> allowed to do that. I learned that when Dorito was at OSU. He's like an adjunct professor and was, like, doing shit for finance down there. And he called me down and we, like, went into a class. And I didn't have, like, any ID. I didn't have student ID or anything. We just went into a class together. Like, I did that up at uh, uh, Cleveland State. He took me to a, an event up there, which was pretty cool, too. But... Shout out to Dorito. Dorito's the fucking best. For real. Uh, but to take real, it, though, yeah. to take it back to the conversation of riding for like a bad company versus getting a job, it's like, yeah, you could argue the other side of things is like, well, I don't like the fact that I have to promote this thing that might be unsafe or I don't like. Yeah, it's it's I mean you're a billboard. You know what I mean? You got to sell shit. And if you agree to sell shit, you got to polish the turd. I've been there. I rode for fucking a corporate ass company like Redline. One thing that's nice about corporate shit is they have money and they dump money into it. And then the next they just drop off a cliff and don't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a real thing. Uh, make the money while you can. Yes. And enjoy the experience while you can. I mean, if you get an opportunity... I mean, it matters what your values are. Sometimes you got to say, fuck it and not take it. Some people are like that. I can't tell everybody what they should and shouldn't do. Yep. You know what I mean? But me personally, yeah, fuck it. I had an opportunity. Uh, I took it. Do I regret it? 
yes and no. It's a learning experience. What the fuck is the point of having regrets in life? It got you here. Yeah, I wrote for Snafu. <laughs> hey, I actually like the fucking joke, dude. I like their I'm break cables. Yeah, fuck it. Like they had some cool products when like Matt Barringer and Dave Frymouth were on the team. <laughs> but, and uh, Nick Bruce, when I did a, yeah, I did a podcast with Nick Bruce, and we kind of talked about this thing because he used to ride for MGP. They made scooters and like really bad bikes, and yeah. it got him to where he's at today. And now, like, he has what he has, and he could be working a normal job today if maybe it hadn't been for MGP giving him a shot. Yeah, fuck it, dude. And if that's what gets your foot in the door, I mean, Nick Bruce is, like, seriously one of the most talented motherfuckers out there. Yeah. Like, if he got his foot in the door and kept him motivated, also shout out to Nick Bruce. That dude was coming to our skate park in Ridgeway when he was, like, a fucking teeny bopper. Yeah. Tail up in the five foot spine and shit. You knew he was going to fucking be a fucking phenom one day because he's just like doing unreal shit that like me and Monkey in our 20s were like, dude, this kid's fucking killing it. That's cool to hear. I never I never heard from anybody because in my eyes, it felt like it went from I'd never seen Nick before, never heard of him before to all of a sudden people were in Ohio were talking crap because he rode for a scooter company. And I'm like, who are you talking about? There's a photo of him tail whipping the old five foot spine in Ridgeway that like my mom took. Nice. And we have it on like an old SD card. I'm like, holy shit, that's Nick Bruce. He's a fucking Olympian. That's and here he is hanging sick. out at our skate park like before he was anyone. That's so sick. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Like pretty but fucking wild. Those opportunities, you never know what stepping stones those might take. So it's like when you see people and you like I, you see people hating on people for that. And it's like, yeah, but it sucks to get a job. And if you want to get a job, go get one. Like, you don't have yeah, to do everyone's that. Ha- everywhere's hiring. <laughs> Literally. Every single place is fucking hiring. Yeah. My advice is just like do both. Yeah, that's like, what I I'm, do. I'm kind of happy mine went my way. Because, like I said, I'm not the kind of person who's very good at polishing the turd and selling it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's why the whole thing with like Redline and a lot of other people didn't want to fuck with me. Because I'm like, yo, if you make trash, I'll tell everyone it's trash. I don't care how much you pay me. That's like, where I'm at. It's, it's like, sorry, if you make bad shit, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Um, but I, I evolved into that. I tried to lie to kids. Admittedly, it's a fucking lie. I was literally like selling them shitty things. Yeah. Um, and, and risking my own life at the same time when I'm riding a shitty thing that could break in half when you're front flipping downstairs over a rail, you know what I mean? Like doing some wild shit. Um, but I also appreciate the fact that where I ended up within my career, everything I've done, every trick I've ever done, trip I've paid for, trick I've done, uh, whatever gnarly shit I got into is fully by my own choice, funded by my own self. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. around a group of friends who are very supportive and that's that's literally the best thing you can fucking hope for i never had to worry about doing a trick because i needed to get three clips for an instagram edit and use a hashtag you know what i mean i just i just did exactly what the fuck i wanted to yeah and i'm still at that phase and i kind of like it like i get to ride when i can um i'll film when i can i got to fucking meet uh and i shot a photo with him and howard filmed you know what I mean? And it's just like still doing shit on the old fucking bucket list. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Get to ride and shoot with awesome fucking people. Yeah. Fuck it. And I still just do my own shit. And I make, dude, what I like, what I would making on Redline, I make in fucking three days. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? We're doing concrete. Yeah. So that's a thing too. Like I was broke, dude. Me and my friends, would, like I had Jake Colson, Eric Umbarger, like we're all living together in this tiny fucking one bedroom apartment, living off fucking stovetop ramen. Everything went towards like rent and gas. And we would literally just pedal everywhere because I didn't want to fucking spend any money on fuel and just film shit. And I don't know, made some of the best fucking memories on the lowest budgets. Yeah. You know, money doesn't buy happiness, but it does afford stability and things. And when you get older, that's what you do need. That's why it's harder for like pro riders, I think, as they get older to stay around because you just have more expenses. Oh, yeah. And money doesn't buy happiness, but it'll buy things that make you happy. Yeah, like a jet ski. I've never seen anybody <laughs> in a jet ski frowning, you know? Daniel Tosh. <laughs> yeah, right? That's fucking, that's a banger line, dude. Like, yeah. it just affords you stability, and that's just, like, being honest with getting older is just, like, yeah, I have to fucking, like, actually consider what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. I mean, I had, like, a midlife crisis even, dude. I went from, like, living in an apartment and then just having a complete meltdown of my life. I'm, like admittedly i was like 30 years old and i just had like more tools but i didn't even own a bed i didn't own a bed like i didn't buy a bed dude until i was like like in 2019 okay <laughs> it was the first time i bought a mattress for myself i literally had a like i was like i have to do something with my life i gotta get my shit together got a job working like heavy uh highway construction yeah and just dude i was doing fucking 70 80 hours a week Jesus. just banging shit out i only film like in my salad days part one year i only filmed like four clips Damn. and one of those clips was me breaking my leg like you know what i mean dude yeah. like real shit fucking happened life happened now i got a fucking house two cars and things are chill i finally have the uh, room to like have friends over and have and sometimes that's life man you gotta make that shit happen yeah so yeah to come down to it Take those shitty opportunities because they might turn into something good. And if they don't, talk shit on them, burn your bridges, and let them fucking light your way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's like a good quote, though. Damn. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, you got any good BMX conspiracy theories? That was some a topic Sponge brought up, and I was like, damn, that's a good one. Damn, BMX Illuminati. Yeah, like you got any, is there any good conspiracy Holy theories? shit, this goes back to like when I still had Twitter and shit. We were talking about, uh, who was I talking with? Like Tony Maloof. Even like, uh, even like, I mean, dude, yeah, there's fucking gatekeepers within BMX. Oh, that's there's not totally a conspiracy like theory though. Group. I'm talking like, like real conspiracy theory. That's, we don't know if it's true or not. But we, we know that there's gatekeepers. I mean, I don't know as far as... Like, uh, I don't know if there's an Epstein Island of BMX, and I certainly <laughs> hope there's not. <laughs> yeah. If that exists, not. I will find you. Yeah. Like, I'll find you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if that kind of shit's real and happening with a, a culture and a sport and an industry that I love, fuck you. We're, gonna, like, we're going full goon. We're going like, to burn not fucking the bridge and light. Up. We're going to burn there's that bridge. There's my hard in the sand, guys. I'm a complete individualist, but we don't fuck with kids. Yeah. That's it. You start fucking with kids, it's time for the wood chipper to come out. That's where you belong, in the fucking wood chipper. Damn. So <laughs> so Brett is in the chat right now? Brett Roffling? Hell yeah, he Brett. Said, he said five people control all of BMX. Yeah, he's right. Brett knows his shit, dude. He knows his shit. Brett understand. Like, it's like that, you ever see that meme of like, uh, 
all the companies that own every news yeah, organization yeah. and Warner Brothers owns all this shit and all the pharmaceuticals are connected. I mean, it's kind of like the same shit, man. Man, I want to know who they are now. Listen, Brett's a good fucking dude, man. You should check out his shit. Plus, if you ever need a wedding film or anything like that, man does fire work. So, Brett's been go. a homie since day one. Dude bird forever, motherfuckers. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, God, my attention span just disappeared for a second. Dude, I got fucking, I could read off all the things because I did like that ask me anything kind of shit on Instagram. Yeah, what did people want you to talk about? All right. Do you mind if I fucking go grab my phone? I don't care. You guys can like look at my, uh, look at my back wall for a second. Okay. Nah, we ain't getting canceled. You guys like my new room? It actually kind of looks like that light would be lighting my face right there. Uh, yeah. Riley's sister actually made that for her. It's like a a paper mache light she made it for. It's pretty cool. And then we got like a set of lockers back there and a guitar, two guitars, cactus. My house is, uh, very uh, eclectic, which most people are like. Would have suspect everything would be black and guns and once again everybody just I got motherfucking pink walls and shit, dude. <laughs> I got Furbies and shit. Get out of here. Two people said uh he's like about to get canceled again. And somebody else is like, Zach's internet's about to go out again. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude. No, I think we should make this like a sort of normal thing where we just talk about the stuff that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah, because it's uncomfortable and like I'm not and once again, for like reasons, uh, we're not saying we're correct. And it's always good to have a counter viewpoints on things too, because I only operate in it's like a computer. The information that comes in is the information I can put out. Yeah. And there's always new information coming in, so things change. Yeah. Obviously. Um the first question I got asked on my Instagram is by Mario FBK. He asked, he wanted to know what's next for us and them. Mm. Um, I mean, I know Howard is nonstop filming. He's the busiest motherfucker. He does everything, especially now with his uh, working with Animal and stuff. Yeah. Us, them, I mean, shit, we'll probably film another video. I'll be putting out a section when I'm fucking 40. <laughs> Which Jesus is sick, Christ. though. Uh, real quick, I want to say this is the first time there's ever been a Instagram question answer on one of my podcasts, so... There you go. That's dude. That's something that's cool. Like getting a like ask me anything kind of shit, and mm-hmm. then like maybe that's something we could do because it builds interaction between people too. And yeah, I mean, internet friends. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I just personally, I when I do one of these, like other ones, obviously this is totally different. But like when I'm doing one with a person for the first time, I try to like fully steer the conversation without having to do any of the outside. Yeah. Anyways. So- Keep it going. I got a bunch of them, dude. Uh, the second one from Matt. Uh, Matt, I'm going to ruin your last name. Prairie, Perry. Oh, I'm, he's in here. He's, he's yeah, hell yeah, for Matt. Yes, yes. BMX is so fun, but why people suck in our counterculture? And I'm like, I don't know if people suck. I mean, obviously, in the general populace, there's a lot of people who are cool and a lot of people who suck. But if you didn't have things that sucked, you wouldn't know what things were cool. Yeah. So, and, and to add <laughs> to that. Headline. To add to so, that, like earlier, you talked about how BMX is this supposed to be this middle finger to to everything else that's telling you what to be and what to do in life. And what I've always found hilarious is that within BMX, we have all these people who try to do what the outside was trying to do 
by saying, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's like, dude, this is where we're supposed to go to get away from that. Why are you being that? So here's the thing about BMX. So <laughs> you sounded like George Bush just now. It was weird. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dude, there's I have friends who ask like uh, Charlie. He says, I want to know why people in BMX hate you if you do nothing bad. And I'm like, well, define define bad. <laughs> yeah. Having an opinion can often be very bad. Yeah. Not being afraid or hesitant to say things labels you as a, like, I'm a liability more than an asset to your company because if you do shitty things, I will out the fuck out of you. Yeah. Because I operate within a strict set of moral guidelines. And if you fucking do that shit, you fucking burn me on money. If you fucking take advantage of me, I will fucking make sure everyone knows that you are scum. Yeah. And people don't want to take that risk. Right. (laughs) No matter what view counter, how many front flips or stupid bullshit that I do. God. And so I don't know. I don't know if people hate me, but yeah, some people probably hate me. And that's cool. I like that. Um, my friend, Anthony Hitchcock, everybody, Anthony Hitchcock was a dude who like grinded that rail and then they fucking put it on the news. Did you see that? Oh yeah. I and know like, Anthony very, very yeah, well. Like, I grew up riding with Anthony. <laughs> they're fucking like looking for information and they're like, yo dude. <laughs> They're tagging them and shit on the post. Yeah. Yo, your friends are snitching, dude. You got to get some new friends. I would never fucking do that. Never yeah. snitch on your friends, dude. If you get caught riding like government property and they're like showing that on the news, don't share it through like a private DM or something. Or like if you run into him, don't fucking tag him. Especially when he posted the clip of him riding it. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. He asked, at this point, where do you see yourself in BMX? Have you thought about your own company? Uh, where do I see myself? I don't know. I'm just an old man. Don't listen to me. I'm yelling at clouds. Um, <laughs> okay. Like, I'm just like, whatever. You can take my fucking shit as a grain of salt. You know what I mean? If you want to talk about it, hey, I am open to have a conversation. I love talking to people. It's my favorite thing about the world is getting to meet and talk to new people. Everyone's got new experiences. Yep. Everyone's got their own life. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, and BMX helps you do that. Uh, where have you ever thought about owning your own company? Yeah, sometimes I kind of wanted to make an us-them and then just make, like, I wanted to bring back, like, old BMX shirts. Mm. Dorito really, really wants me to do and bring back the legalized murder shirts. (laughs) So, yeah, shout out to Steve Luckett. He also sent me the uh, original stickers and shit. Bring shit back like that for us-them. I've almost been tempted to, like, pull like the George Soros of BMX and then just start sponsoring kids and like paying them like, I don't know, a few hundred dollars a month just to make videos that are like, I don't know them like knocking over bird scooters and smashing shit and (laughs) just being antagonists and just getting money for it. Like not actually even a company, just paying them to do shit and be like the counterculture to like everybody else being PC and shit. Like I want, I want to see jackass stuff. I want to see you like jump out of a speeding car into a bush and I would totally pay somebody to produce and make little shit videos like that for, I don't know, I'll share it on my page. Well, I don't know. We'll start our own page. I don't know. I've always just debated that. And just given like, cause I mean, shit, man, if you're like a 19 year old kid and you get like 300 bucks a month from a company, you're like, Oh, I fucking made it, dude. I fucking made it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I kind of, even I've thought about that. Maybe make some like shitty shirts and just be like, yo, rep these. I don't care if you even ride, but if you go out and like, smash bottles behind like a 7-eleven film it and send it to me 
<laughs> oh, that is funny. I just that's, got it. That's my standpoint. Real quick. Uh, I just got a text from Questa that said, how was the Zach Gerber interview? What fucking Questa? Where you at, dude? He's, I just talked to him recently. I wrote him a whole fucking book about like mental health and, yeah. you know, getting like mental health doesn't work. Yo, I'm going to break this down. We're going to have a serious conversation right now. I realized something and I need to share this with all my male friends. So you know how like there's been the push for men to discuss like mental health issues and talk about shit? Yep. We have to understand the pretext of that beforehand. Understanding men and women, right? Women have what's called like a glass ceiling, especially when it comes to like uh, jobs and shit. You hear them talk about how they can only get so high on the corporate ladder and then they get stopped. Yeah. Right? Women have that. It's very true. Men, we don't have a fucking rock bottom. Mm. Okay? Like, we can just fall and fall and fall. Women, when they start to fall, people will come out the woodwork. They'll come out the DMs. They'll come out. Family will show up. People will, like, take care of them. So, understanding that pretext that men don't have a rock bottom, what happens is if you open up, especially publicly, about your feelings, if it's, a you know, like BMX within your friends, you're not going to say that you're not going to get that same uh, reciprocated response that a girl would. You're not going to get that, con uh, you know, people being like, hey, I'm there for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you are having mental health issues, speak to a professional. Okay. They can help you. Don't get on. And I'm guilty of this. I'm fucking not better than anyone else, man. I fucking have spewed my guts out on fucking social media. And it's bad. If anything, it makes shit fucking worse. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm trying to say. If you actually need help, understand that, be comfortable with it, and then go to like professionalhelp.com or something. I don't know. There's all sorts of websites. There's all sorts of ways to link with professionals. Now, somebody who actually knows their shit, don't be posting this shit on fucking Instagram because it, it ain't going to help. Some motherfucker's going to be like, hey, man, I was there. And you're just like, no, this, this isn't what I need to fucking hear. I need some like solutions, some ideas, some, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's hard. It's for real fucking – oh, and Questa fucking just messaged me now too. Go figure. Well, he but, said a bunch of stuff, but I'm waiting until you finish because this, oh, that's I'm sorry. an important – Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I no, just wanted to share that's that. That's an important – If you need help, dude, don't be hesitant to, to get it. But don't expect it from the fucking – from social media. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the other comment to that too is if you see somebody who is doing that, tell them to go get professional help. Yeah. And try not to do well. so in a rude way. Yeah. It's hard, man. It's I don't know how to fucking do it. It's hard. Yeah, well, it's but a, like you have to walk the line of like you have to be, you have to see how that person's acting, the things they're saying, and then form what you're gonna say to them based on. It's not a one response fits yeah. all kind of situation. You have to be like cognizant and sympathetic to what they're saying to be able to get them to even do that and, because it's possible that you say that in the wrong way and it pushes them further away from it. Yeah, especially as men, dude, we're not good with communicating. Yeah. Let's just fucking admit it. We are not, <laughs> we are cavemen. We're like, me, sad, me, angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's one of the major problems too. So if your friend's sad about something, you're like, you pussy, you mm -hmm. get stronger. Me strong, you strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard, man. Yep. Women have a better developed brain and a communication system that we are fucking nowhere close to. So yeah. <laughs> that's just my little two cents for dudes out there. 
going through shit. I've been there. I've been in real fucking rough spots. We all have. But the best thing you can do is fucking get some actual help from somebody who can fucking put shit in line and you can understand things because if you're looking at social media or friends online, it's because that's, it. that's what they that's do. That's my two cents. We ride bikes. They help people who are having yeah. problems. Um, yes. So that's serious. Take that to heart. And now we <laughs> talk about Steve Cuesta. He said, dude was way ahead of his time in the front flip era. He single-handedly inspired me to learn them. I remember seeing him trying front flip turndowns. I got to be specific. He put hashtag front flip turndowns before it was a thing and eating complete crap over the box at section eight. Oh yeah. I just like landed on my back is sick, especially <laughs> on a box jump. That's like six foot fucking tall. <laughs> Not afraid to party. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's pretty funny to be known for like one thing. Everybody. You know was... I mean, it puts some things in the shadow that I've done, but either way, I'm fucking happy with like, thing. I mean, everyone's happy with like the tricks and shit they've done. Yeah. And the whole one thing kind of deal is like, think of any rider for an example, and immediately your brain goes to the one or two things that everybody wanted to see them do. Yeah, like Garrett Reynolds is like bar spins in and out. Yeah. Truck the table. Yep. There's like a, everyone's got like their thing. You know what I mean? Like Bruce Christman, I want to see him ride backwards and jump stairs fakie. You know what I mean? Like with a bar spin. With a bar spin. And then win X Games. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So shout out to Cuesta. Yeah. Cuesta's a fucking G, dude. For real. All the OGs and BMX, man mid school new era like when people were first coming into shit like when bikes were getting lighter shout out to the dk weapon um <laughs> actually all that shit man quest is a good dude and he has his own yes. fucking he's always been somebody who's done his own thing run his own business also shout out to all the bmx riders who fucking got uh who started their own businesses over the years painting companies carpentry companies Corey w especially like he's always helped me out put me on doing cool builds and shit Shout out to skilled BMX riders who fucking still find time to weekend warrior it and still can fucking change their oil in their car and do real shit, yep. build stuff, contribute to society. It's ironic that we're the ones who are destroying private property while also building private property. <laughs> it's funny. It is it's ironic, funny. dude. Yeah, that there's no doubt about that. And I completely forgot what I was going to say. Football's a hell of a sport. I wanted to shout out uh, Rusty Shackelford, mm. uh, one of my 3D pew pew homies. He was talking. He's a. It's weird, dude. How many dudes within the community are also like former BMX riders, or are BMX riders, or um, or skateboarders? It's pretty crazy. I think it's just like our age group too. We we were that fuck you. Uh, you we will not do. What we're told. You yeah. know age. And him and I were like, he's just discussing. He's like, yo, you got to talk about the heyday, early 2000s, like where it all started. Nowhere fast, criminal mischief. I mean, I touch on that shit. That stuff is always near and dear to my heart. I will forever laugh when people smash bottles. That's kind of why I'm into guns. I get excited. It's just brain dead. Mm. It's just like the bang, the noise. I'm like, <laughs> same, same excitement of smashing bottles behind a 7-Eleven or something. Just, just garbage, trash antics. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be into that shit. I'm just hardwired to laugh at stupid shit like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Yeah, and that exists in the same place of, like, 
I would personally never do something like that, but I'm not going <laughs> to tell you that you can't. Yeah. It's just like, that yeah, that's just me. Like I'm just fucking, I'm, I'm a kind of a garbage person, dude. <laughs> like I've yeah. done some sketchy ass bad shit, but it's never with intent to cause harm. Yeah. But sometimes we end up just getting a little reckless and somebody's pushing a fucking dumpster down the hill and it's tumbling <laughs> over to somebody's backyard and it just turns into a fucking story. You know, you might fucking break into an abandoned factory in Dayton, Ohio and light off fireworks in it and it catches on fire and the police show up. So then we have to abandon the car that we went into, hide in the woods, report the car stolen, and then pick it up the next day from the impound lot. You know, things like that, that you just get into sometimes, you know, statute of limitations. Uh, <laughs> what made you bring up the DK weapon? What did you say right before that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. The DK weapon shit just, uh, no, Questa what made was, you bring that up? Cause I, what Questa, I was, Questa gave me one. Well, I was going to say something in regards to what you were saying right before you were like, shout out to the DK weapon that, and now I remembered that's where that was like the first like that was like my first like uh fanboy moment steve cuesta gave me his old dk weapon frame wow and that was like a big fucking deal to me like as an like a i'm not even i don't even know if i was a teenager but you know what i mean like just somebody who i seen in like the system cycle video mm -hmm. and then he's given me a fucking like that's a big fucking deal dude like that was like a moment in my life. <laughs> I remembered. Yes. I knew we'd get back there. That's amazing though. Like just the fact that you can have those moments and that there's people who are willing to give you those moments is, yeah, is great because it, it seriously influences you as a writer and helps push things along. Um, yep. What I was going to talk about was how many companies lately have been hooking up older pros or older riders in general and it was something that i complained a lot about a few years ago saying like just asking the question of like are older riders being overlooked in bmx because they were at that point in time and i think that bmx has finally recognized that like it doesn't matter if it's you know doyle going to the wheel mill and doing a 360 turndown as far as he's ever done them before and that's the only trick he does that night. People just want to see Doyle and they want to ride a frame that says Doyle on the side of it. Yeah, especially our age group. Like, Doyle was fucking somebody you, like, looked up to. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of riders that you looked up to. And then a lot of people still my age, even, like, the 30-plus club, we still look up to those dudes. They have a special, like, nostalgic place in our heart. So yeah. when you see him fucking getting hooked up, you're like, Oh man, that's so sick. <laughs> Dude, freaking, you know, nasty is getting a cust like not custom, a signature frame with fit that they're making in the US and like he's still riding super incredible. He might be better than he's ever been before. Questa is like amazing to this oh, day. Yeah. Just incredible and Doyle. When you watch Doyle ride at the wheel mill, you're like did you like you really just 450 whipped the second box in the jump line that is a massive hip? Like yeah. you just did that like it was nothing. Dude, it yeah, good it's good to see shit like that. 
It's also, too, I mean, BMX was in, uh, do you remember, like, the old uh, shadow things that was, like, never trust anyone over 30? Or was yeah. that UGP? There's a lot of things like that. Yeah. Like, BMX seemed to always have an age limit, and now it's just kind of like, nah. It's good to get, keep people on it because I want to see people on 20-inch bikes their entire life and not on mountain bikes. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I fucking said it. I don't give a shit. BMX for life. Oh, two wheels till I die. No, you can have fun. I'm not telling you not to have fun. But my personal opinion is BMX is an entire separate culture. It's entirely different from mountain biking. And I, because like I said, I'm somebody who likes to smash bottles and get into antics and do dumb shit, will never, ever fit into the category of a mountain biker. Okay? They would never even want to even entertain me because, like, can you imagine a mountain biking video where it's like Cannondale and then the next thing I'm throwing a fucking garbage can <laughs> over a fucking handrail onto fucking like some bird scooters? Listen, though. Like, no, mountain biking can't handle that. Listen. That kind of behavior can exist in BMX and skateboarding, but not in mountain biking. So that's why I'm not pro uh, mountain biking. It's because of the culture around mountain biking, not actually riding a larger wheel than 20 inches. All I'm going to say to this is that you are talking about being all about the counterculture and what could possibly be more counterculture than taking that to the mountain bike world. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> not interested, though. Not for me. Someone else can do it, though. Somebody can bring the jackass to mountain biking. Hey, there, that'd be pretty sick. There's room for it because it probably there's doesn't exist. It. I want to see the Little Devil thing, but with a $7,000 road bike. You remember in Little <laughs> Devil when Wessel's wearing the mask? Ryan Dunn's driving the car and they fucking smash into each other. Like Wessel jumps off the bike and it smashes and just drags under the car. Yeah, go do that with a $7,000 mountain bike. And I would love to see that. And I will share that video on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But at the core of that is like, you also just want to see the people you look up to riding 20 inch bikes, BMX bikes. Yeah. I, I don't believe in like the cross branding shit. I believe that's a conflict of interest. I've been over this before. I had a thousand motherfucking mountain bikers being like, fuck you. And I'm like, uh, I don't care. Who are you? It's literally the whole, it comes down to the same thing. This whole conversation has been based on. It's like, it's your opinion. You're the only person who has to live with it. Just because you said that doesn't mean that anybody has to take any action based on it. Like, yeah. are you just so insecure in your self and your feelings that Zach saying that and feeling that way affects you so much that you have to be like, oh, if you, Zach, like, no, yep. well, yeah, I mean, scroll by and keep going. Yep. To In reality, the answer is yes. They are 100% so much so that they're willing to limit your views on your videos, the content and people you reach on your social media platforms. The answer is 100% yes. They want to control what can be said, seen, and shared. Um, but that's an entire another fucking rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, but one thing it's I, real. <laughs> yeah, it is real. We figured that out earlier when you got cut off. So I don't want to get cut <laughs> off again. Uh, I'm just disappointed in the fact that not one person has brought up the fact that I'm wearing a shirt with the Miller High Life lady on it, holding an AK. That's like, what does it say? Ohio what? 691, because that's the crew from, you know, Worcester Skate Park area. Chris yeah. Markham, Joey Greenwald, Ricky, Sponge, and then under it, it says Ohio Life. Damn, that's pretty sick. You want one? I got a box of them. Damn, that's pretty sick, Yeah. I like the. I need to get an AK, but <laughs> <laughs> that's where this goes. Like, I like the. Sh I need to get one of those. 
I'll fucking I'll pose as a lady and send it to you with an AK. And then <laughs> you can, be you can this. post that side by side. Who wore it better? You know, go ahead, talk shit. It'd be fucking. You catch me in a sundress out here. What the fuck are you gonna do about it with an AK? God, that's. I wear funny. a ski mask though instead of a sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is that? Is yeah, it a it's like, witch's oh, hat? Oh, that's culturally inappropriate. Oh, I also oh, no. Oh. You want to talk culturally inappropriate? I know it's hard to see for the people who can. Uh, can't see the green because it's green on the shirt. I yeah. I took the shirt down further, gave her more cleavage, and made her skirt smaller. Oh, sexism! I sexism? made this shirt like what ten fucking years. Word ago. Did I just say? I don't know. I'm fucking tired. I worked a fucking eleven hour shift today, dude. I fucking got all the concrete in. I sent you those photos. Yeah. Well, we did. It, we just did two hours of this. We can jump out of here anytime, man. Yeah, it is like ten thirty, and. I might play hooky from work tomorrow and go fucking. There's that Springfield uh, flea market starting tomorrow. Might rain though, but that flea market down in like Springfield area is fire, dude. Where is that? Uh, the fairgrounds down like just outside of. It's not exit. It's not Route 40. It's the exit right after that. There's this huge fairgrounds for like antiques and shit. I should have been more specific. I don't know where Springfield is. Damn, it's like uh it's halfway west. between Dayton and Columbus. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do anything like that. I just go because, dude, there's like, I'll come. Dude, I bring a fucking one of those wagons with like the inflatable wheels yeah. and end up loading the truck full of shit. And then my house gets filled with even more shit. I get it, man. We just moved into this house and we need all this random stuff that you'd never know you needed until you have a whole house. Yeah, because there's just like walls that are empty and you're like, I can't look at this. <laughs> oh, I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, sick. The wall's empty. I'm. I'm so uh, basic with that. I don't care. I don't need anything. Dude, I'm I'm with you 100%. I'm like that. Like, I'm atypical man. I could have a fucking lawn chair in my living room with a TV and be fucking happy. But the missus, if she wants to fucking put everything up in the house, I just let her run rampant. She can do whatever she wants. I yeah. have no criticism on any style. As long as she's fucking happy, that's all that matters to me. Oh, for so, sure. What I love is that uh, Victoria literally doesn't care like our living room there's four bmx frames on the shelves some bars a pair of shoes like bmx <laughs> riding my riding shoes and there's literally within 10 feet of me right now there are four complete bikes that are in the house in the living room that's sick i mean yeah my shit is just like eclectic as fuck like, oh yeah i've been in there in your house there's like so mirrors much. everything everything is just filled every bit of wall space is fucking covered so just uh drop my house on the ground that's okay i'm gonna i'm gonna let you get out of here since it's been two hours we didn't guess what zach oh wait. i just sat up the skype to joe rogan in the background <laughs> <laughs> Because I had his podcast on this screen, that I was listening to it. Uh, oh, shit. What I was gonna say is that we did, th we made it. We didn't get canceled. Oh no! Oh, well, I mean, hopefully, like, Weird. have you ever thought about taking like sound clips out and like sharing those kind of things? Yeah, I'm just lazy. That'd be a good way to do stuff too, man. And then, I like, know. if you wanted to keep doing it, like, uh, like, ask me anything things on Instagram. Like, I'd be more than hyped to like share it on. Uh, my actual profile as a reel or whatever and then get more because if we just keep doing it get more and more people involved in it and we get more and more topics yeah i mean we could be talking all kinds of shit from climate change to aliens to fucking 
human rights to mining lithium in Africa and slavery. Like, basically, <laughs> there's a million topics, dude, that I'm all over the place on. Hey, I just, I've said it before. I just don't want to say it too much. Like, I'm okay with being known as the Joe Rogan in BMX. I'm cool, and I'll be the Alex Jones of BMX. I'm 100% <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Yeah. But the thing, no, the problem with that, it's not a problem. It's just, he took it too far. He was right about so many things, but he took them too far and got crazy with them. Oh, let me tell you, we're, we're going to be talking about the frogs and okay, they're turning everything. <laughs> dude, you're going to hurt yourself trying to do that voice for any longer. Oh, I know, dude. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so funny, though. Yeah. And that's the problem, too. People can't even laugh at shit, dude. He's literally like the fucking Ric Flair of conspiracy theories, dude. dude. He's just crazy. And people are like, we can't have it. <laughs> oh, it's so nuts. Anyway, be, though. I, yeah. All right, man. I'm fucking... I'm going to take a shower and go to fucking bed. But, yeah, if you want to make this a thing, I'm totally down to... I mean, people who are involved in it, I'm sure they want to go more. They're like, hey, you guys just kind of talked about this. I want you to really talk about this. I know Zach knows some shit because I DM'd him. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be totally got like to start actually getting like real topics, like three topics and just sticking to them and going like real into them to the point where we even like debate each other. Like, well, what about this? And we're actually trying to like figure things out together. And that that can be cool, too, because then people like are thinking while you're thinking and then they mm. can have different perspectives and blah, blah, blah. I agree. Next time we got to do it with uh, my buddy, Noah McBride. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's really good with this stuff and I think he'd be stoked. Hell yeah. You can play that shit back, Jamie, but it'll be play that shit back. Noah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. If we don't get off here, we will end up talking in front of the hospital across from campus rampus for six more hours. Oh yeah, that's fucking real life. That's that's <laughs> me. I'll talk fucking nonstop, dude. I'll lose track of time. Yep. All right. All right, well, man. Thank you. This was fun. And we're gonna Yeah, do I was more. sick, man. All right. Have a good night and good night, everyone. Don't cancel. Night us. everybody. Just Woo! kidding. You can't 